Hello and yes, welcome to another edition of the Rams Writer Podcast with me, your host, the Rams Writer. So just a little bit of a interesting news came through today. Um, so this is what this podcast is about. So stay tuned and have a listen. So as uh, of Sunday the 30th of June, Do- uh, Frank Lampard is still Derby County's manager. Surprise, surprise. Well, it is a bit of a surprise considering the press releases and everything you've, we've heard in the news. Um, and that's not just nationally, but locally as well. He is still technically our manager and tomorrow the lads are all back due for pre-season training. Will Lampard be there? Will he? Won't he? Who the hell knows? I don't... I like to, I'd love to think he would be. Um, but I don't... I, I'm just not convinced... But then again, I'm I'm still caught in two minds. I think I feel that that's what I feel. I I mean I I'm in two minds, uh, whether it's a uh, it's a done deal at him going to Chelsea or not. Because you read one thing, you know it says he's going, um, and then you read another that you know states you know he might he might ne- he might not necessarily be going. So today, for instance, in in the the Derby Telegraph, obviously Derby County is a local paper. Um, we had, um, it was reported today, because obviously there, there has been a lot of noise that tomorrow is D-Day. Tomorrow will be the day that Frank Lampard joins Chelsea. And, you know, obviously it it, it leaves us without a manager. But reading, obviously, I don't know if you're aware, but obviously Petr Cech's now the new, I think he's like a sporting director of uh, of Chelsea now so he's obviously been appointed that role so that means obviously if Lampard goes there he'll only be a coach and he won't be a manager that's generally what happens when there's a sporting director in place so the the, the director you know like Petr Cech will be seeing overseeing transfers footballing matters and, and things like that that you know off the pitch whereas Franks will just be to coach the players and pick the team that's generally how it normally works in a, in a roundabout way Anyway, so the interview Petr Cech, um, and his his response was, um, they know my ideas, so he's obviously talking about the board, they know my ideas, the club has identified some of the coaches they are dealing with. The situation is open. Frank is one of them. The team will, we, the team will start preparation soon, and by that time we would like to solve the coach's question. You know, so it, it's still... They're still in the, they're they're in a sort of similar situation to us, albeit it it looks as though they've found their target, whereas we haven't got a clue. And then he goes on to say the 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 first thing is to choose a coach, then it'll affect the next job. We will collect a cadre for next season. The idea is that I'll be with the team to have the opportunity to watch the developments of preparations, and we'll also have a tour in Japan where we'll play Barcelona. So it. it this is what I'm saying, how it doesn't seem like it is a done deal as Sky would like to think and other news outlets, namely The Sun, TalkSport, The Daily Mail. Yeah, so whatever, I could go on, the list goes on. So my question is, is really is, do you think he's going to stay? Is he going to turn his back on his club? Well, not even turn his back, but is he going to turn them down and remain at Derby and give us another season? Or maybe longer. 
Um, or is he just going to go, no, that's it. this is the only opportunity I'm going to get. So that's that's obviously the way we are with Chelsea um, and their view on it. And it's it is what it is really, you know. It, they they're obviously obviously Frank is that was their main target, but clearly by what he's saying that the the situation is open and Frank is one of them. To me, that speaks like they're looking at interviewing different candidates, uh, d- different coaches. You know, I mean, I look at the likes of Rafa Benitez. He's obviously just is he in the in the frame potentially. In fairness, he's you know he he wasn't liked much by uh, the Chelsea faithful, but therefore he can be a guy that he can be a fall guy for them, I suppose, without it causing too much disruption. The board can could hire him. The fans will be annoyed, possibly. If he fails, it's no big deal. It you know, and he he's not really gonna be bothered. And he gets a massive paycheck out of it. If you think about it, if he goes there, signs a two three year deal. And get sacked after a year, for example, he's not bothered, is he? But, you know that that that's looking at a, a harsh side, but it it happens. So there is obviously it 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 might not be as wrapped up as we may think, or I could be barking up the wrong tree and think, yeah, it is done. You know, um, a lot of people on social media are, are saying they're waiting till the first life FFP. Fair enough. It makes sense, FFP. Just to clear it up, I have seen, I got involved in it as well, and probably shouldn't have done until I got the absolute facts. But FFP runs via season, so from the 1st of July to the 30th of June, not uh, April when obviously the you know, normally bring out the books and whatnot. So <coughs> it's a, it runs by season, just to, just to clear that up. So it could be do FFP, but is it going to be. We obviously, I know we sold it. We were fourteen million in profit last season, not well, obviously not last season, but season before. So there is money there. Um, I think we made uh, a little bit of money on transfers um, last season. Obviously, selling Vidra. I think it was. I think we only made a couple of million. I haven't got my calculator with me at the moment, so I'm not going to do the maths on that right now. Um, however, and obviously, also if. If Frank goes, there's four million compensation. If Jody goes and Chris Jones, which is what the Derby and Telegraph that this so I'll get to the point. The Derby and Telegraph obviously wrote today and says they've they've also pretty much said that the situation can change at any point because at the moment, according to them, Frank wants to take Jody and Chris Jones with him. Well they're gonna cost Chelsea as well, inevitably. They are, they're under contract. Same as Frank's under contract, so they'll have to pay for them, no doubt. That that'll be what Mel will be asking for. So this is this is this is the reason why it's it's taking so long. I think I think it, is it Chelsea being tight, maybe, you know, or, or do they not want them as coaches at the club? I don't know, but that's that's the situation of of where we're at, with 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 Frank. So it's still open, you know. Derby just literally tweeted, um, obviously when I'm recording this now, it's around about half past. That's about quarter past six. Derby literally just tweeted saying, "Oh, preseason starts tomorrow." Well, that's a thanks for that. We all knew that. You didn't need to remind us of that. What we want to know is something that's going to be of interest to us: is is Frank going to be in charge, or is it going to be someone else, a another? So at the moment, then I'll go on to that now. Then so replacement managers for Frank if he goes, 
Again, I will state that it's if and not when, because as it stands at the moment, he's still our manager and Mel Morris wants to keep him at Derby, as well as a lot of fans as well, you know, and that's fair enough. Give him another chance, another season to to try and um, improve on what he did last season. So whether that be go up automatically again, get to the playoff final, but win it, you know, regardless, improve that, bring more youth players through. I think you know that that was one thing I enjoyed last season was was the youth that he used. Um, you know, the likes of bringing Bogle through, the likes of using Max Bird, the likes of putting people, you know, like youngsters on the bench, uh, Buchanan. For instance, he you know made a couple players on the bench. Um, uh, uh, Jaden Mitchell lost well again. He got a run out against Stoke. Looked dangerous. Looked quick. So yeah, the, um, and obviously there's a there's a lot of training with with the first team as well. The likes of Louis Sibley, he's another one. So yeah, I'm all for that. You know, I, I think it's brilliant that he's doing that, and he was almost successful with with that. Yes, we can look at the stats and the figures and. Oh well, he got less points than Gary Rowett. Yeah, and Gary Rowett didn't get to the playoff final. No, he tried to protect a one 0 lead away at Craven Cottage. You know, so he didn't. To be honest, we got the one 0 lead, and he tried to protect it for for the you know a game and a half. So there's a big difference. You know, so and we've got we've got to, we've got to remember that it was his first year in management. So hopefully, you know, I I would like him to stay another year. However, you know, Chelsea's his home club, I've said before many times. We all know that. As it stands, I think majority of us have confined ourselves to think, yeah, he won't be here next season. So that brings me to the question, who who do you think will take us on next season? Who do you think will step up and, and be our manager? You know, so I'll I'll tell you my me at the moment, I, I don't know, you know. Obviously Mel said on Talk Sport during the week he's looking and obviously it's, it's in the papers as well if you miss on talks but I think the Derby and Telegraph ran the story about five six times you know so it's there <laughs> it, you know it, it is there to be to be read but essentially he wants the person to come in he wants to be not like Frank yeah, sort of not like Frank but someone that continues with where Frank started, you know, bringing you through, creating a buzz around the stadium, creating an atmosphere, playing attractive football, um, attacking football. I just hope someone comes in and sorts out and teaches our defenders how to stop crosses, but by the by, that's a different story. So currently, Darren Moore, I think, is now a favourite. You know, Big Dave, you know, he played for Derby, had his first season of management at West Brom. I mean, it was his first full season at West Brom last season. I think people forget that. He's, again, he's a rookie manager. But is he the man to take us forward? Obviously, he did play, you know... It, 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 so to me, it felt like West Brom played a, a game of trying to score more than the opposition. You know, you look at... I think one of the first or second top scorers in the league. You know, they brought Dwight Gale in. That guy bags goals for fun. Um, <clears throat> so... But they conceded quite a few, and oh, that's sort of going back to McLaren days, where we we, we had some thrillers, <laughs> a lot of goals, for and against, <clears throat> Millwall away, Huddersfield, and then three three four four. Right, do we want to go back down that route? We we need someone who's going to secure up the back line as well. I think, 
So yeah, Darren Moore. Now, obviously, that's to me looking on Twitter, it's gone down like a lead balloon. Not not many fans are favouring um, Darren Moore. So then, I think we're looking at the the Danny Cowley, obviously Lincoln manager again. You can't knock him for what he's done. He, you know, him and his brother have been fantastic at Lincoln. I don't know why they're getting a lot of negative, sort of on it, uh, like neg- negativity about them. It's it, they've done a great job. They've taken a team from the conference or national league, whatever it was, um, and they've got them into League One within two seasons. Brilliant, fantastic achievement. You know, maybe not the sort of football we're looking for. And, and is it is it a big task for him? You know, trying to bring through the youth players, etc. I'm not sure. You know, he's done. He he did a good job. He's done a fantastic job. You can't you can't deny that. But it, it would it be a step too far for him? For me, maybe. The way the size of the club that Derby is, no disrespect to Lincoln, but it's a it, it is a massive club compared to Lincoln, massive. Um. So to me, I I personally think he might find it too much of a big job, and especially with our how fan our fans tend to turn on managers easily. We do. It's not a pop. That's just something we do. I do this. I, I, I've, I've done it. You know. I'm sure you guys listening have done it. It's just. It's just the way we are. That's just our passion and, and fire in us. That you know, we want Darby to be successful. We want the manager to be successful. We just don't always go about showing it the right way. But hey, that's 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 life. That's football. Get on with it. Today though, another name popped up out of nowhere. And this is, to me is an absolute gem. And if we if we can pull it off, I think it would be phenomenal. To be quite honest, so today the Times reported that Derby are linked with um, Philip Koku. Um, I don't know if if some of you younger listeners might remember him, but he was uh, an absolute dominant force um, in the late nineties, early two thousands with Barcelona. Played in the same team as Pep Guardiola. Um, so, uh, you know, now that, to me, is a massive coup if if Mel can, can pull that off. You know, this this guy's a player, you know, he's had, he was with Barcelona between 98 and 2004, like I said. I think he made over 200 plus appearances. Um, and you, you just got to look at what he won as a player, you know. He won the league with, with Barcelona. He won the Super Cup with Barcelona. You know, he also, like I say, he played for PSV. He won, he won the, won the league four times, won the Dutch Cup twice, he won the Super Cup twice. He's absolutely riddled with 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 trophies. This guy's a winner. He knows how to win. Um, so he got he first got into managing um, was two thousand eight. He was assistant manager to uh for for Holland, the Netherlands. Now. He was there four years, 08 to 2012. He was the assistant manager when Holland got to the World Cup final in 2010. Now, you've only got a look at the list of players that was in that squad. Van Bronckhorst, Van Bommel, Nigel de Jong, Van Persie, Wesley Schneider, Iron Robin. An absolute massive high calibre of players. And he was obviously, his first role was to, to manage these guys. Um, he then went to PSV, where he won a Dutch Cup, and then he won the Dutch League three times. He won it in 2014, 2015, and 2017. Now, 
he did this with a low budget compared to Ajax, who obviously were, at the time when he came in, were, were running that league. He did it by promoting youth. So he, we'll put it this way, you've heard of Wijnaldum, you know, Liverpool player, and you've heard of Memphis Depay, obviously Leon, now Dutch international, both two quality players. They were youths under him at at PSV. So with the philosophy that Mel wants to go by, where is the style of play that, you know, like if a manager comes in, the style of play would be key, the intensity would be key, the connection would be key. This guy sort of fits the bill down to a team. That he, you know, he likes a 4-3-3, but he likes attacking play. It doesn't necessarily play a high press where we press, 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 press. He sort of will wait and then press at the right time, if that makes sense. So when he when he was manager at PSV, you, last season at Derby, Frank wanted him wanted us to press from the front. And everyone pressing and pressing and pressing, but obviously that tires you out. And I think that sort of tries, can explain the sometimes lack of performance in the second half because of the the the, the intensity of press. Um, this guy though, Koku, he he likes to he. He'll let teams pass and have possession, but then he'll he'll press in numbers and he'll try and win the ball back. He'll try and counter attack. Um, he will. He tr- he tries to get his players to be dynamic, create two on one situations. You know where we can score lots of goals. So for me, it's a massive coup if if this is true, and we are linked with him. Um, you you've only got to look at who. Who's mentor was? His mentor was Gus, Gus Hiddink. You know, same guy mentored Lampard as a player when when Lampard was a player. You know, he he worked under Gus Hiddink as well. And he really does fit the bill. You know, I've been for his honours and everything. He, he he fits the bill massively for for what Derby want. You know, the 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 promoting of youth, the 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 way he plays, the style of play. He fits all that. So, if we can get that. And if we can we can persuade him to come to Derby, you know, I've seen people go, "Why do you want to come to Derby? What what the Derby?" From well, look, so it, some managers are oh, they want they want to manage in the, the the Premier League. Now his last job was at Fenerbahce last season. He got sacked in in October. Now I know I've said before why I go for a sack manager. So let me just explain. Fenerbahce had. Um, you can't always blame it down to a manager, and and this is a key point. It's probably something I didn't really touch on um, of why managers got sacked. Like, like Darren Moore got sacked from West Brom. Now, with his squad of players that he had, should he have been looking for automatic promotion like the board wanted? For me, yes. Um, and for for their board, yes. That's what they wanted, automatics. You know, but they didn't get it. Was it Darren Moore's fault? Maybe, maybe not. But potentially the damage had been done for the new manager to come in. So Fenerbahce had restrictions with fair play. Uh, for fair play, so they couldn't they couldn't sign anybody. So he he got given a squad. Now I don't know a great deal about Turkish football. You know, Turkey Galatasaray Fenerbahce. That's probably about the only two teams I really heard of in Turkey. But I had had a bit of a look today, and they managed eleven wins all season. 11 wins. They still finished 6th, so it just shows the standard of football over there. To get 11 wins in a season, they finished 6th. Um, they were knocked out of the Champions League. 
in the qualifying stages uh, against Anderlecht, I think it was. So he did what he could, did the best he could. If they've not got the players there, they've not got the players. He wasn't given time, really. To get sacked in October, he'd been in the job two months, he sacked. He got three wins in that time. He got a quarter of, a quarter of, of how many wins they got all season. So is it, was it the manager that was poor or was it the squad? I'll let you decide that one, to be honest. For me, it, it sounds like it, it could be an issue with the squad. Um, and I know Everton Everton were looking at, at him uh, last season for the time, uh, Marco Silva. So is there potential there to go for him? You know, and like I said, some people are saying, well, why would you want to come to Derby? Well, Derby as a club's got a good-sized fan base. It's The facilities are, are Premier League quality. You only have to look around more farm if you have a chance. You can see that the, the, the quality is there. Um, you know, we're, we're a club that's built for the Premier League facilities-wise. Obviously, we're playing the Championship. Um, so, yeah, we've got a great fan base. Good, great backing. We've got a great... I think we've got a pretty decent board, to be honest, and one who will back the manager. I know Mel's not backed managers in the past, but recently he has been doing that, no matter what. You know, <coughs> Garrett out left on his own accord. Frank Lampard, if he goes, potentially that's leaving on his own accord. So, it, it, for him, it, for him, it could be a step into English football. He might want to get into English football and managing a championship side that likes to play, that's got a philosophy that's the same as his, it, it might be a good fit for him. So, it, like, if, if we can pull that off to me, I think it'd be fantastic. He sounds a lot better than some of the names that are out there. No disrespect to these guys, you know, they've all you know, learned the trade or learned the trade, but none of them have been as successful as, as, as Philip Koku. So, if Derby can pull that off, that's massive. To me, that's like, get it done. But we don't know if Frank's going now. Again, it's still up in the air. We won't know. You know, tomorrow they come back for pre-season. Frank should be there if he's not if he's not signed new. You know, if he's not signed the deal with Chelsea, he should be there. And he should be taking it. <clears throat> First reports were that he was supposed to be. You know, co- the the coaches were going to be back at the weekend. Don't think they were there. Um, so, who knows? T- tomorrow is is is. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's D-Day, but I think tomorrow's going to be potentially a big, a busy day. Although, Friday is when the Chelsea players come back for their pre-season um, before they fly away to wherever it is they're going. Japan, I think I said, I think Petacek said. Um, so something needs to be sorted. Something, it's definitely going to be sorted this week, <clears throat> to be honest. So... We're still in limbo now. We're still at that stage where what's happening. I think a lot of people now are just resigned to say, right, just go, just get gone. You know, um, we we don't want this to pan out anymore. We just want to crack on with our pre-season. We want to crack on with getting new transfers and new players in. Um, I've, 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 I've seen, I saw something yesterday. I don't know how true it is, but from a fans forum thing, there was one tweet from someone that was like, he's spoken to Mel, Mel said there's nothing to do with financial fair play, etc. And we are still hoping to keep Frank here. Another one said, yeah, Frank's gone, Darren Moore's coming in. Um, 
and we'll be signing Andy King. No disrespect, but why? If that 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 is a massive to me, it it it's 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 a massive sort of it's a kick in the teeth really. We we going if we do that. We we had Andy King for four games last season. He was shit. Whether it's lack of fitness, lack of games, I don't know. But it it didn't look impressive at all. I and mean, you know the guy's thirty odd. I thought we were trying to get away from this signing thirty year olds. You know, trying to earn their last paycheck. I'm sick of hearing people say, you know, like ex professionals. Oh no, there's never a time I was gonna just just showing up to him last paycheck bollocks. You know, a lot football's a short career, but it's a long career. For instance, say you start at eighteen, you've probably been playing locally before that since you're maybe about eight or nine maybe got into the academy at 10 something like that then you got your breakthrough at 18 well your career maybe only spans to you about 34 35 so it's a it's, it's a 15 year well essentially it's it's a 15 16 17 year career so it's a short career but it's long because of how you, you know football is, it's physical. It's, you know, you day in day out, you, you're training. You get four or five weeks off every summer, um, and then you're back at it again pre season. It's intense. It's tough. You get injuries. You're in. You're out. You know, it's it's a great circle. So at some point, when you get to your thirties, you go fuck. God, my body's too getting enough of this. I just want to just go to a club. You're probably not going to play as as you would have done in your prime. You know, 30, 31, you're starting to come down from your prime. You're starting to cool off a bit, relax, chill out. So I don't care what they say. To me, you, yeah, you're not just there to earn a paycheck. But you're there just to, you know, it's the back end of your career now. You know that. So I, I, we need to stay away from people like Andy King, to be honest. No disrespect to the guy. You know, he did all right with Leicester. But... No, not for me. Not for me. So, I, I, I don't know regarding transfers. You know, there's not, there's not been a great deal of of noise about who we're signing. I know the the telegraphic the Robin Telegraph again. It, they came out with, we are still. You know, we've got potential targets lined up. Clearly, them targets are are, going to be based on the future of who the coach is, who the manager is. You know, if it is Lampard, then fair enough. If it's not. Kaku might come in or somebody else might come in and it would be, well, I don't want them, they're shy. We don't even know what the budget, what sort of budget we're working with this year. Are we still on a bit of a tight budget? I would guess so, judging by what was said at the uh, the fan forum that we are still working to a budget, in essence. We haven't got money to throw about like we used to. So it's... Again, it's going to be another one in the season where we are going to have to look at young lads from lower leagues and and, and you know look at academy and things like that, Premier League loans again. Again, that that's another thing as well. If if it was Koku that came in for Frank Lampard, like I say, Dutch league, Barcelona, played with Pep, Man City. You got to look at there. He's got connections. He'll have access and connections. Worldwide, I would have thought. You know, we don't get many foreign players coming to Derby. Ruse is Dutch. <laughs> he might stick with him in goal. He might be able to improve him in goal. So you got Ruse that's Dutch. You've got uh, Yozazu and he's Dutch. You know, he looked, to me, when I seen him 
first play, he looked a good play, you know, full of pace and rapid, and he was all right. But then I don't know what sort of happened. He, he just didn't. He wasn't consistent. So, well, you know, maybe, maybe he might be able to change him. So there's a lot of unanswered questions still. But I just wanted to sort of, you know, try and just. It's exciting. I think there's a lot of excitement when 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 it was when the 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 story about Kaku came out. It there was a there was a bit of a buzz going around social media, massive buzz. You know, I I certainly see it, and I thought, no, that's better. You know, I can get excited. I can get excited about that. Someone says to me, "Oh, Gary Monk, Chris Hugh, and Darren Moore." It, no, you know, it doesn't excite me. Philip Kaku excites me. I said before, I'd love to have a foreign manager. Oh, we haven't had one. We've not had a foreign manager at all. Let's go get one. The dynamics got to change the club. What you know? What we've been doing for the past, you know, since since Steve McLaren went. Now Steve McLaren, obviously, he he his last job for us was FC Twenty again in the Dutch league. He was doing really well in there, and he came with the with a philosophy. And look how that turned out. He probably played the best football that we've seen at, at, at Pride Park in years. You know, he came... Obviously, he replaced Nigel Clough. Now, if you look at the goal against Yeovil Town, you know, Derby turned to Barcelona. Pass, 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 goal. That wasn't the Nigel Clough. People, people think that was McLaren. No, it was Nigel Clough. So he was starting to develop a way of, of football, of playing football... That way, then McLaren came in, and he up the tempo. You know, we had. It was simple, and it was effective. You know, it it fed through that holding midfielder, and Chris Martin, and it allowed the two midfielders, either it be Hendrick, Hughes, Bryson. It, it depended on getting forward, and and it worked a treat. But it also we could switch it up. And bring in the wingers, you, you know, your Jamie Wards, your Johnny Russells. Get them down the flanks, get balls into the box. We played, we played some electric stuff. Absolutely unreal football under McLaren. And that was because of what he'd learned from playing in the Dutch leagues. And that's how Cocky likes to play. So if you want that sort of football again, fantastic to watch, easy on the eye, entertaining, thrilling. Then I think Philip Cocky is an absolute perfect match for Derby County. And for me, if we don't go get him, or if we don't at least try and go get him, then we are missing out big time. That's it then, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Um, Really appreciate it. So if you want to get involved, um, feel free, if you follow me on Twitter, feel free to DM me. If you're not following me, follow me at Ramswriter, DM me, or you can just write on my wall, whichever, um, comments, questions, and I'll answer them on my next podcast. Also, if you want to do a live voice message to me, there is a link that is pinned to my profile, um, which basically you can record a voice message on there. It gets sent to me and I can add that to my podcast. Um, so if you want to put a question on there, we can obviously everyone can hear the question. I'm not just reading it out. And I can answer it for you. Uh, I can comment on it, etc. Anything like that. So yeah, you do have to make an anchor.fm account, but 
in fairness, it's quite simple to do. You can either log in with Facebook, log in with Twitter. You don't have to do anything like that. So, yeah, do that. Feel free to get involved. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening again. I'll see you next time. Come on, Derby.